Welcome and thank you for joining us for the NABIP Healthcare Happy Hour, the official podcast of the National Association of Benefits and Insurance Professionals. Before we begin, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The podcast is distributed on these platforms every Friday and is included in NABIP's weekly member-exclusive health policy newsletter, The Washington Update, giving you a head start on your healthcare happy hour. Kevin McCarthy is officially Speaker of the House after a turbulent series of votes late last week, allowing the House to conduct official business and begin solidifying congressional members' committee assignments. To discuss all the happenings of this new Congress on this week's episode of the NABIP Healthcare Happy Hour is Vice President of Congressional Affairs, John Green, and making his podcast debut, our new Vice President of Congressional Affairs, Michael Andel. So welcome to the Healthcare Happy Hour, Michael. Since this is your first episode of the podcast, would you mind quickly introducing yourself for our listeners? Thanks, Dan. Hey, it's great to be here and meet everybody on the podcast. Look forward to meeting everybody in person at CapCon. This is great for me. I love working with a new team. It's a year of first. It's a new job for me. It's a new name for you and everybody else. It's a new year. It's a new Congress. And speaking of Congress, I've been around for a while. Grew up in Georgia and have worked on the Hill for Georgia members for 17 years. And in addition to Georgia this week, we celebrated a national championship for my team, the University of Georgia Bulldogs. So it's been a good new year for me. Also, in addition to working on Capitol Hill for a while, I worked for AFLAC for several years before joining NABIP. So I have a lot of experience working in both the House, the Senate, and working for supplemental benefits and working with the agents that sell that. So I look forward to meeting you and looking forward to working with the new team. Fantastic. We at NABIP are happy to have you, and I'm sure all of our listeners are excited to meet you come February at Capitol Conference. Now, before we get into what's happening over on Capitol Hill, it is important to mention a proposed rule that we covered in last week's Washington Update, a proposed rule from the FTC on non-compete clauses in employment contracts. So would you mind sharing some information about that proposal and what NABIP is doing in response? So yes, we are starting to get some questions about the FTC rule and we intend to respond to it. I've been in touch with our sister agent groups and they are also giving it a scrubbing. Please note that the FTC rule does not plan to include non-solicitation and non-recruitment restrictions within the scope of the rule. It does go into effect 180 days after it's finalized. If it's promulgated, the ban would ban any contractual term between an employer and a worker that prevents the worker from seeking or accepting employment with a person or operating a business after the conclusion of a worker's employment with the employer. Okay, so that's a mouthful. But Generally, what we see in the rule is that it's rather broadly applied, and that raises some red flags for us in terms of scope. We know that they have some concerns with regard to how deep employers are applying this to their workers, and rather than focus on that, they're just 
eliminating non-competes altogether. And so that's why we just need to pick through it and talk to our sister and agent groups and see if we're in alignment on what this means for our membership, but we are going to give it a, a lot of scrutiny. And if you have any particular thoughts or concerns, you can always send them to us and we'd be happy to take a look at what your thoughts are with respect to the rule. There is a limited exception that would permit the use of non-compete clauses between a seller and a buyer of a business. If the person uh, restricted by the agreement is an owner, partner, or member with at least a 25% ownership interest in the entity. We know that there are a number of actions taken by states, specifically California, Oregon, North Dakota, and Oklahoma, that have basically banned or significantly restricted the use of non-compete agreements in recent years, and that uh, the FTC rule proposal does not affect any state law or regulations in place. Now, let's talk about Congress. Obviously, last week was quite eventful. As our lobbyists on the Hill, what was the speaker election like from your perspective? You're right. The speaker election was very unique. It went 15 rounds, like a prize fight. And Democrats were only on the outside watching. They had to vote, obviously. But I was on the Hill Tuesday. Most members expected to be sworn in that afternoon. And because there was no speaker, it took them hours and actually days before they could be sworn in. So a lot of the staff were watching the proceedings from their offices. What's interesting is not only did the Democrats line up their new leadership before the new year, but all of the former leadership or the old membership stayed on and will be in the House. So there'll be backbenchers with a senior portfolio. How they end up working together with such a minor or small majority in the House remains to be seen. And of course, in the Senate, there's a one-vote majority for the Democrats over there. So divided government, but very thin margins. And so, John, what was the feeling among Republicans during and after the voting? Well, depending on who you talk to, it ranged from we should have a voice in what the future of a conference and how it operates to a lot of frustration. I did text with some members and every I think there was a lot of surprise that it did go 15 rounds. We kept saying, well, there's going to have to be some sort of cutoff. They're going to have to move on to someone else. And those issues were raised among members, you know, if and when they should pivot. But McCarthy worked out a uh, compromise with the Freedom Caucus, essentially, and put together a rules package, which was passed. And that package of rules will govern how they perform legislative activities over the next two years, right? So there are changes in terms of amendments process and some amendments that they want to do. But let's be clear, uh, some of these things aren't going to pass in the Senate. So they can do these things, but it just eats up floor time on activities that aren't really going to go anywhere. And I think that's why Speaker McCarthy isn't as concerned about it, because as Michael pointed out, we have divided government. We have a Democratic Senate, even if it's a one vote majority, they control what comes to the floor over there. And so that will stop things that are completely unreasonable from moving forward. So with the speakership finally squared away, House leadership has begun doling out committee assignments. 
So which committees are most important to NABIP's work and who will be chairing those committees? So we actually have more clarity now on the House side. They announced chairmanships of some contested committee seats that we were watching. Most importantly was the Ways and Means Committee. It was a three-way race between Adrian Smith of Nebraska, who, you, as you, many of you know, is our champion on employer reporting, Jason Smith of Missouri, who was budget chairman last Congress, and Vern Buchanan of Florida, who was the health subcommittee chairman. So a number of us have been talking amongst ourselves, and I'm talking about lobbyists downtown about the Ways and Means uh, race. And it, it appeared to really be a race essentially between Vern Buchanan and Jason Smith of Missouri. Adrian's a very, very smart person, uh, but there's a lot of reasons why a chairman is, is chosen. And it looked like it was really going to be a race between those two. And we're very pleased with Jason's victory for the chairmanship. I've known Jason since uh, Senator Roy Blunt brought him to Washington to meet the Washington lobbyists and been close to him ever since. In the Education and Workforce Committee, formerly the Education and Labor Committee, Virginia Fox did receive a waiver uh, to continue as chairwoman. And Kathy McMorris Rogers of Washington is the uh, chairman of the Energy and Commerce Committee. And that was settled actually last year. No surprise there. Michael, do you want to talk about the Senate? Yes, the Democrats have a one vote majority in the Senate, but there's an asterisk there. One of the Democrats, Senator Sinema from Arizona, switched to becoming an independent, but she's going to align with the Democratic caucus. So the Democrats will have three independent senators who align with them. Sinema was the most recent. Speaking of independence, there's going to be a new senator at the helm of the Health Committee, and that's going to be Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont. That's going to be interesting change. Uh, you know, he's the architect of the Medicare for All legislation, and there's some buzz around what he'll do this session. But I think he's keenly aware that there, with a one-vote majority, that's not going to go far. And so in the last few days, he has highlighted that prescription drug costs are going to be his first piece of business to try to work with the Republicans on. The Senate Finance Committee is the other important committee. No changes there. Ron Wyden, senator from Oregon, will remain the chair of that committee. And on the Republican side, on the HELP Committee will be Bill Cassidy, Dr. Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, whom our members know very well and is very familiar to us. In fact, we have invited him to be a speaker at our breakfast at Capitol Conference. And so we are also arranging a meeting with him to just discuss a future strategy and goals and so forth going forward. What's kind of interesting in the Senate is that ratios are not appeared to have been agreed to just yet. And so uh, new members are still awaiting their committee assignments as they determine how many seats will be available in the committee. So while there are a number of vacancies in the finance committee among Republican, what were Republican seats on the committee, it looks like they'll lose at least a seat until 
they figure out the ratio, no further assignments will be made. But as Michael indicated, we know that current chairman and that will not change. You know, they're just, we just need a few more days probably to sort out the rest of it. Today, we are getting rank and file House members assigned to committees, and I'm getting those lists as the day progresses. So all of this being said, are we anticipating that the new 118th Congress will be taking up any of NABIP's legislative priorities right now? Well, I think that at the top of the list is possibly the employer reporting bill. In our discussions with representatives of the House Leadership Office, they felt that getting an early win on on that issue would be possible and desirable. And I don't see why we couldn't. We are going to need a new champion in the Senate on the Republican side with the retirement of Senator Portman of Ohio. But I think that that has stands a good chance of coming together quickly and makes your presence at Capitol Conference all the more critical because this is exactly the time period where they'll be formulating their agendas and will be receptive to hearing what our thoughts are on moving forward on some legislation. That one has been around for a long time. It's been bipartisan and bicameral, and there's no reason why it shouldn't have already been done. It is now time for the NABIP Healthcare Happy Hour Toast of the Week. So, John, who are we toasting to this week? Well, this week, I would like to toast to our newest member of our team, Michael Andel, and just say how pleased I am that he has decided to come on board with us. I was very apprehensive after Chris Hartman left, and Michael is just a breath of fresh air, and I'm, I know we're not going to skip a beat at all, and we'll progress very nicely this year. Cheers! Thank you for joining us for NAPIP's Healthcare Happy Hour, the official podcast of the National Association of Benefits and Insurance Professionals. For more information on NABIP's government affairs efforts or to become a member, visit nabip.org.